Hello, Jayla Shark here from the Jayla Shark and Friends, but yeah, you probably know that because you're listening to us already. Anyway, before we get to episode 67 with the lovely Selena Grace, if I could ask, if not beg, you to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be lovely. We'd love you forever. You can even write a little comment that can write, we love you, Russell, or Russell's great. Russell's the one that holds this podcast together. We love Russell. Anything like that will be fine. Hmm. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Oh, you'll get that bit next. I better do the intro, really. Here we go. Hello. This is a Jayla Shark and Friends. And Russell. Mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to smart, beautiful, and awesome Selena Grace. Originally from the Philippines, spelt with a P, Selena has only been on Phuket for a short time, working with children with autism. We talk about her journey to Phuket, boobs, and boxes, and how Russell's job is similar to hers. A little bit. Selena was super cool to talk to and she definitely knows her stuff. First time we met Selena, she is awesome. Enjoy the show. Duet first. We can, if you want us to, we can do a duet. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first yeah, time. I think your listeners would like you to. Li- you, you say listeners. Yeah. <laughs> you might be overrating that slightly. <laughs> and I thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, if his mum's not listening and my mum's not listening, that's it. We're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. At least my mum's going to listen. That's one listener. Oh, okay. So we better be polite then. <laughs> oh. I should have said welcome to the podcast. Um, welcome to the podcast, Jay. Thanks very much. You're welcome. We're here with Celine, Celine Grace. Yeah, actually, it's my second name. My real surname is Selena Manawis. Manawis. Can you pronounce it? Can I? Manawis. M-A-N-A-O-I-S. Manawis. Yeah. Manawis. Can you tell where I'm from? Well, we're guessing the Philippines. Yes. But it's not a common um, surname. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. Is it? Is it? What's a common surname in the Philippines? Uh, something like Carlos or Garcia, because in the Philippines we've been like colonized by Spain for like three hundred years. Mm. So we have a lot of uh, Spanish, um, you know, um, influence. Yeah, influence. Uh, yeah. Yes. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I do. I have two brothers. I'm the middle child, and um, the only girl, the rule breaker. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in safe company. Then. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> probably not. Um, I know a lot of Filipino people that live in Phuket, uh-huh. and one of them, she says her name is the same as her sister's name, and, oh. and she's got two sisters, and they're all called Maria. So, is that normal, or is, that, is she just weird? I think it's a little bit strange, although Maria is a very general name as well, but um, yeah, that is not, very... Is it, so it's weird like, to have the family... How many, lots of siblings? Oh, I don't know. Well, no, just, if there are like four or five siblings in the house, just call them a Marie. It just makes it easy. Yeah, and they can make the same time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and you're not going to forget, oh, no, job, Bob, five, oh. You could always just blame another Maria for not doing that the dishes. That is true. That is true. It's Marie's turn. No, but Marie did it. But it's Marie's. Yeah. yeah. No, is it Marie or Maria? So you're confused. Oh, Maria or Maria? Maybe there's an intonation what? difference. Say that again slowly. Maria or Maria? <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> Oh, please don't tell don't me know. that. I'm confused. Um, I know nothing about the Philippines apart from this. Welcome to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Again. 
I know nothing about the Philippines apart from I have one question. I've been thinking about this since I asked you to be on this podcast. Can you spell it? Well, this is my point. <laughs> this is my point. I had a feeling he was going to... Yeah. Why is Philippines spelt with a PH, but if you're Filipino, it's spelt with an F? Oh, that's a very interesting question. And Are I you just being polite? To be fair, from Jay, yeah. that's a very yeah. good question. I, I she have doesn't a, know me. <laughs> doesn't I know. have a feeling that I've, I've actually had this fact, um, I learned about this um, back in grade school, but now that I'm a bit older, I can't really remember. But I'd really love to look it up and find out why it's with an F. So, Russell, so what you're saying just, is you didn't pay attention in school. Nope. That's what I'm getting out right, of this. Just, and in a minute, we're going to recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> what she does for a job. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been in Phuket for? Um, I have been in Phuket for about two years, I think. Yeah. Okay. What so brought you here? Um, well, it was a job, really. When I got here, I never really planned to go here. I was just like offered a job and I tried it out and then I'm like, okay, it's pretty cool. I stick around, so many beaches, a lot of things to do really, even though everybody says it's a, a quiet little island. I mean, it's, it's great, there's a lot. Who says it's a quiet little island? Some people, I don't know, ones that... Ones that don't how, go to Bangalore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how long have you been here? Uh, two years, Three years. Okay. yeah, so it's been quite a while but it's still Still pretty fresh and like you guys, it's 15 and then um, what, 12 years? 15. 15, 15, yeah. 15. It's like a prison sentence, really. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm up for parole shortly. <laughs> Just, they'll never let you out. Probably not. You yeah. wouldn't be good in other people's society. <laughs> yeah. You're all right on this island. I'm institutionalized. <laughs> um, I'm not going to ask how old you are, because that's a very I personal. <laughs> oh, I'm 27. There you go. <laughs> okay. So what was the, so you came to Phuket because of a job. So what was the yeah, job? Um, so I was an ABA therapist. I don't know if you guys are oh, familiar. What, 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 what? ABA therapist. ABA. We could, well, we could have some fun with that. Yeah, we could. So it's a, yeah, it's pretty going to be a bit technical, but it's applied behavioral analysis. <laughs> so uh, back in the Philippines, I graduated um, as an education major. And then uh, after that, I did therapy for children with autism. So that's ABA cool. therapy. So we do a lot of... Uh, um, behavior-centered um, therapy, trying to make behavior more appropriate through the use of reinforcement, and we do tap a lot of uh, skills like language and communication, social skills, you know, things that you lack. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, that was great. She, she pointed at yeah, you, yeah, Russell, no, to not wait for <laughs> a yeah. change. Yeah. Or, wow. Um, <laughs> so she clearly doesn't know you. <laughs> this is just... I don't have much... Um, Social skills? <laughs> Social skills is one. I don't have much um, experience working with children of different needs. Is that yes. like, what's, the, what's, the, what's the right way to say it? Uh, yeah, so children with um, is special, it special needs. needs. So special needs, we're still allowed to say yeah. special needs. Yes, we, uh, we, we try to identify the child as, you know, just still a child, but with special needs. Okay. But That's that, a, so when you were studying at school and the university, is that, did you want to go into that? Was that your passion? Um, uh, actually, I did have a, a cousin who had autism, so I was a bit aware of it when I was growing up. And then um, it's just sort of like uh, when I was in college, I was meaning to go in like preschool setting because that was my main major, early childhood education. And then after a while, I, I explored a little bit in um, therapy and one-on-one, and then I got trained from for another company in Hong Kong. 
to do ABA therapy. And then, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fulfill, fulfilling. Nice to see, you know, parents when they're proud of the kid, you know, <laughs> being able to, you know, it's simple things really. Some of the kids with autism, they, they don't know how to even do day-to-day -day activities like personal hygiene or grooming. So once they're able to tie their shoelace or learn how to brush their teeth, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to see. Or if they say words because they're, they used to be nonverbal. So um, it's great to see them, you know, succeed and little things like that. So, and it must yeah, be huge so, for the parents, right? Yes, yeah. yeah so definitely, um, um, you know, as a parent, you really want your child to excel. And if they have special needs, you want to see them still being productive in society. And um, it's one of the things that, you know, kind of pulled me in here more. And then eventually I, I stopped my, um, I mean, I finished my contract with the family I was working with. Um, and now I am working online. Okay. Yes. Now, online <laughs> stuff. So you, you took, let's go back to, to the Philippines. because Yes. Have we had a Filipino guest before? I don't think we have, have we? You're our first. Our first one. You're yeah. our virgin. Yeah. Don't say that very often. Where's my crown? <laughs> do you, do you get a crown? crown? Yes. Virgins have crowns? <laughs> I don't know. It's the United Nations though. <laughs> 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 Blueberry. <laughs> what was it like growing up in the Philippines? For, for people that yeah. I've never been there either. Have you? No, I've, I've, I was oh. going to go actually this time last year. Why didn't you? Because uh, COVID. Oh, like COVID. Don't you always blame COVID, yeah, don't I know. you? <laughs> It's what was it like growing up in the Philippines? And, more to the point, whereabouts in the Philippines? Uh, yeah, so I was um, actually based in Metro Manila. That's like the capital area of the Philippines. So I grew up in the city. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it was pretty fun, very humble, um, very tropical. It's kind of like Bangkok, really. Lots of buildings, yeah. lots of traffic, lots of people. Concrete but jungle. Very <laughs> busy, very buzzing. But um, yeah, so I grew up there. And then... Um, the, if I do uh, get to spend holidays, go to the beaches, be, bring my friends and stuff like that, hike mountains and... Um, yeah. See, I know nothing about the Philippines apart from they're all in bands. That's the only thing I know <laughs> about Philippine people. So is, it must be weird because it's like New Orleans, I guess, for you then. So every time you walk around a street corner, there's another cover band singing, <laughs> I don't know, Zombie or something. Yeah. Joking. So, but was your plan to always come out of the Philippines? Or you had no plan at that time? You... No, no, not, not actually. But I was, uh, since after uni, I, I was working, I worked in the Philippines, and then um, still, and then I wanted to explore more. So, um, I was, like, keen to look into different like, countries, working in different countries, having, like, an expat life, but um, I didn't really plan it, really. Yeah, so... Um, when I was offered the job, I was like, you know what, let's do it. Like, so how did that get, go. sorry, we're, we, you can drink your coffee at oh, some oh, point. We, okay. we can just talk. not now. Yeah, just <laughs> not now. I was about to ask you another question. So this, so you came to Phuket because you were uh, a private educator for this, so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming the, the child had autism. Yes, yes. Okay, so you just came as a private educator. Is that the right word? I don't know. What was your role? Um, yeah, behavior therapist. All right, okay. Yeah. So what would you... They were living in Phuket, or how did they get hold of you? How did that all that happen? Uh, so yeah, so they were living in Phuket, and then um, I also because uh, um, I used to work for another company that does the same therapy. So they were just kind of looking around resumes and um, found me, and then a lot of people applied for the job, really. And then um, and yes, you got so it because you're better. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like, it's okay. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why I was here. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it was an interesting arrangement, and then I had a um, like because it's a bit yeah, it's gonna be a bit technical again. So for cases <laughs> like this, technical. there's a board certified behavior analyst. Um, so she's the supervisor for the programs of the child to make it individualized based on their needs. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one that does the follow through with that and does the hands-on therapy and all those and tracks of progress. So it's a it's a big little big little team. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah, it's a well ABA in totality. It's a it's a really um, it's an in demand um, therapy um, for children with autism just because it's uh, it's been um, known to help these kids and. Um, so yeah, and now I'm doing online work, but n not as a therapist, but still related to like onboarding families to getting this therapy because um, my company now is based in the States. And then, um, so what they try to do is they try to get this therapy for the child in home. And then I talk to the parents and see how it is and give them more information about it. So that's um, what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big uh, thing to swallow, but. It's difficult to make any jokes at the moment. <laughs> I'm feeling Does quite... Is it being serious? Well, no, 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 no. Right? <laughs> you want to go back to the time I just feel a bit guilty about making <laughs> jokes about children with special needs, but I guess... Oh, well. The no. people learn. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, go on, you... Oh, sorry, I'm no, jumping in. I'm just going to ask, what, what do your brothers do? Um, my older brother, he... He's a singer in a band. Actor. Oh, isn't that close. close? Yeah, but he does kind of sing too. Of course he does. Yeah, of course he so does. He does a lot of uh, stage design and productions back in the Philippines. Okay. He works with a, a known theater company. And then my younger brother is a costume service agent. That's, um, and um, yes, he also worked for a company and he does it online. So I'm the one who's first to like get out of Step my out comfort it, yeah. zone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with that in mind, so obviously did the the, the contract that you had, did that come to a natural end that was just on a, a particular cycle? Or was that just due for this whole, to blame COVID again? Uh, yeah, so I was like a combination. fortunate like to still have a job during the pandemic because it yeah. was private. I could still go in home and still, yeah. I was just within the you know the area. And then, um, yeah, so afterwards, you know, after a few months and the contract ended anyway, so I began exploring for other options while, because I still like saying in Phuket really, um, She's being very cagey, Russell. There's something more to this. Well, yeah, I well, no, think. The, the, the next I think I've got an inkling. Dig, but, yeah. <laughs> dig, dig, keep yeah. going. So well, the, the question uh -oh. was going to be, you know, take COVID out of the equation. Obviously, everything's back to normal. Everything's fine. Uh -huh. Did you want to stay in Phuket, or are you looking sort of further afield to? Mm -hmm. So, um, right, everyone can attest that at a moment it's difficult to just it's jump to another. To plan, right? so yeah, it's difficult to jump to another country or so. Um, I do want to go back to the Philippines for a bit and see my family and all because it's mm -hmm. been like. What, 500 years since COVID? Uh, at least. <laughs> it's been right? It's been that 500 years. So yeah. um, now that I found something remote, to, it's something I want to explore and maybe in the future, like to go and um, explore other countries as well. Because um, I do love traveling. Um, but right now I'm pretty content where I am. And it's it's been great. You know, my lunch breaks are just on the beach, just walk and like see a really nice sunset and then I like doing having an active lifestyle and just trying different um, fitness classes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So you um you go down to Touchwood Yoga. Oh yes, how do you know? I know the owner. Oh <laughs> yeah so they do have like Big shout out to Touchwood 
yeah. yoga. That's um, Flexi V. In um, Chalong. Flexi V. V, for Susha. Yeah, oh. V is really nice. She, uh, yeah, so she does this community yoga twice a month. Um, so it's free and she invites just everybody who wants to practice. It's good vibes, different teacher every time. Um, the last time it was this teacher, her name was Jenny. She's from South Africa and she was just blasting on some pop tunes and Madonna and like, oh, this is you. you know, trying <laughs> is that, to meditate. That's, that's, that's my kind of yoga. <laughs> is that yoga pop tunes? <laughs> well, I guess yoga is more on just like, you know, they have their own personal styles to it. And yeah. it was so, but it was quite fun. Uh, you were you with this family that you first came over. You was in Kamala. Sorry. You was working in Kamala, and I guess were you living at the house? Uh, well? no, it was just separate. Okay. Yeah. So, so have you still always a bit stayed of space. in? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you always stayed in Patong, or is it? Um, and in Kamala as well. And then okay. I just... So you, you started off in Kamala, and then now you've moved to Patong. Yeah, it's pretty quiet there, really. That's but my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing what going was on. The move? Why, yeah, why from Kamala to Patong? Um. Well. It's an interesting story. Yeah, there you go. There's way more to this <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Because um, uh, I wanted yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, it was fun being Kamala. I want to explore a bit. At first, I thought going to Hawaii because everybody seems to be there nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah, but right now, since I'm in like just this, what do you call this? This kind of limbo, whether to stay long or not. So I, I'm staying put on because my friend owns a hotel there and she gave it to me in a good rate yeah your friend gave you a hotel no no no, no. just a room <laughs> a room just a room so that little bit was that maybe with, where's johnny he had a hotel didn't he? <laughs> so basically Shut i live in a yeah. hotel now for like just thinking a couple months and we'll see if i'm Which just is, eventually is that the hotel that we talked about meeting at yeah you know the owners of that yeah, i yeah. know the new management team there oh which hotel see small yeah. little town. it's now called the local isn't it yeah that rings a bell. Yeah, I'll tell you about it later. Yeah, no, there's a history there. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's, there's a history there. There's so, a small little rusty bell going off. Yeah, so now, like, just staying here it's for a couple of Close months to Illusion, and, isn't it? Uh, uh, Is it Illusion it's close to? Close to Bangla, yeah. Like, yeah. five minute walk to Bangla. Do you do much Bangla? Sorry? Sorry, it was a terrible joke. Do you go to <laughs> Bangla much? When it was still bustling, I guess. And when it reopened, because everybody just wanted, you know, good mm. vibes and probably some virus, but. <laughs> details. Minor details, right? No, I think Rawai and Shillong is, especially, I'll let you have a drink while I talk to you. Rawai is buzzing. Rawai is really yeah. buzzing, but it's full of vegans and yoga people. It's, which is all the more reason to ignore it. And it's, it's yours is Philippines, there's no way you are a vegan. And that, that, yeah. We're throwing no, it out I'm there sorry. right now. Yeah. I, I love my vegan friends, but I also love meat. So <laughs> it's something I can't, you know, just give up. How can cold. You? I don't know. Filipinos cannot stop eating meat and singing. I know. Um, so would you move down to, are you still kind of, you, 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 Patong's a good place, I just guess it's in the middle, little, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just a little limbo moment there, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm a bit keen to do a little bit of Rawai or Bangtao, really, just explore, because I love those areas, because it's hmm. the bustling part of Phuket now. <laughs> it's, it is interesting, it's right down, it, Rawai and Chilong get us a bit of a bubble going on down there, and up here, we're not here, we're in Kamala. Russell doesn't like Camilla. No, not at all. There's not. I, 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 I know your mum's going to listen, so I can't use the words that he called. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like. It is. See, she knows. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I was so polite about it. I was 
like, Russell, don't be rude. We're meeting Selene. She's lovely. We're going to meet in Camelot. Not, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, I found a little cute little spot you know, here. You're good. Where are we? We're, we're at Sink Coffee, which yeah. is coffee. Uh, in the back end of Camelot. It's, it's the other way. It's, a yeah. hidden it's in the back end of the back end of <laughs> I mean, but you had a nice coffee. You've had I've a, had a very nice coffee. It's a nice you, little you funky had a Ethiopian. Uh, Ethiopian coffee bean macchiato, and it was very nice and done properly, actually. I, I will give them that. So, fair play. Nice little place, but just, why did it have to be in Camelot? <laughs> had to be in the, in the middle. Well, I don't, what is wrong with, why don't you like Camelot? <laughs> it's a It's, don't swear. Mum's listening. Sorry, Mum, is that the door? It's a shithole. Oh, sorry, Mum. My mistake. <laughs> uh, big burgers in camera as well. We've got to try that. Oh, yeah, just around mm. over there. Yeah. Not, they're not in Chantelay. Mm. I thought they were in Chantelay. <laughs> so in, that's a very silly <laughs> private joke. To reiterate. Yeah, don't worry very much. It's not in Chantelay. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. I've got two young children, neither of which have autism. They do have some special needs. They do have some special needs. <laughs> and one of them is having a... The dad like me, unfortunately. Um, we've been doing some online learning, obviously, because it's been the, the school shut. Although they're back now, thank God for that. I found it really tricky. I've got a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, so I'm trying to help them with online learning. And it's really tricky for kids that are just... I don't want to use the word normal. I don't mean it, it disrespectfully. But it's really, it's really tricky for normal kids. Yeah. These special kids you have. Yeah. How hard is it, on a serious note, to, to you know... For them to adapt to a different way. Thank you, Russell, for jumping in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, um, yes, yeah, so I do see this common problem for a lot of uh, kids nowadays, just that transition from school to online learning. I mean, they can't sit still in a normal yeah. class routine, so how can you expect them to pay attention to just the screen? Even I would get so tired just listening to someone on the screen, so I do understand that area. Um, for some parents, they do... Well, from what I heard, they do try to just do a bit of like guiding for them, really, until they get kind of get used to it. But do you find it difficult to to do um, yeah, on your online stuff? Um, actually, it's it's pretty interesting because for me, um, I'm not doing therapy now, but I'm doing more of like uh, calling in parents and giving more information about ABA. And then, yes, a support role, and then um, trying to onboard them for the therapy and kind of quantify them as well if they're um, eligible for the services. But I I am aware of um, online learning just because I have a lot of friends also who are teachers and that transition to just online and teachers and they're all like, you know, I have to prepare materials, I have to actually learn how to take a video and stuff like that. And then there's there are different like strategies now. Some would do like um, like uh, um, like purely live online. Some would be pre-recorded. My yeah. other friend down in um in um, Katu, she's doing like recorded videos. So apparently, some parents are too busy to go to the attend the class time. So they would just watch the video with their kid and kind of review. Um, in a way, for a parent, it's more involvement in terms of like teaching their kids. But I know I do get like how hard it is for just them to like sit still and be. It's very interesting. I, mean, I don't have kids, amen. But from uh, talking to friends and obviously people and stuff I know that do have kids, it's been really fascinating. Especially like just now when the kids, the, the schools have reopened again finally, and all the parents are like, "Fuck for that!" Oh dear God, it's been a real. 
stress having yeah. kids at home. And, and it's bizarre to think <laughs> Just running around. Especially you have two. <laughs> you should be happy that they're... No, no, send them to school. Uh, listen, look. A uh, newfound respect for teachers and the shit that they go through. Yeah, they still shouldn't be paid that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, but, no, I agree with that. They should be paid double. <laughs> no, I don't think they should. My... The, I, 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 so I'm a single dad, so I had to share the responsibility with my ex because my ex-wife's tired. So the Thai classes, so I would, it is difficult. So you have two, and they're both learning at the same time. So I've got one in one room, one in the other room, and I'm back and forth making sure that they're concentrating on doing what they need to do. And then the classes are at different times, so then one's off playing, the other one's not playing, and then the Thai lessons, then I have to put them both in the car, get them to my ex's house so she can help do the Thai lessons, all while I'm supposed to be working. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's the tricky part. And also, I don't think I should be teaching my kid because I. <laughs> yeah. It's not right. Teaching Even I think it's wrong. To do math for a six year old. Maths, I'm all right with it. It's the English that's the problem. <laughs> it's, that's the issue. When I don't know how phonetics and how the English language works, and I'm sitting there teaching my six year old, it's like. Yeah. There's going to be a problem Just in the Google future. Google it. Exactly, yeah. Please Google. Daddy, what does this mean? Hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah. So when you're supporting, I'll get back to serious bit, when you're supporting, the, oh, that's not my, my question, my question was going to be autism. That's, that's a statement, not a question. Is it a statement, <laughs> is it? See, this is why I shouldn't speak <laughs> English. This is it. Proving my point. <laughs> different levels of autism. There's different, yeah. I mean, I don't know, do you, Russell, do you know much about autism or? There's, there's a bit of a spectrum. Should we ask yeah. the expert? I, I, that would be my Let's ask the expert. Autism. Give us Discuss. a breakdown. <laughs> Um, so basically, there's still no cause to autism, um, but they do have a lot of social deficits, language deficits. You know, they take things literally. Um, some of the symptoms would be like they can't accept change quickly. They have to stick to routine. They well, play they very rigidly. The money, then they don't have to worry about change. <laughs> I'll be a week. Thank you. Should we just? Finish it there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Job done. I'm, I'm out of it. So they do need a lot of one-on-one um, -on -one support just because uh, you really have to intensively you know, train them to um, understand certain concepts. So it could be like you know, properly looking at someone when you're talking to them or responding when somebody calls your name. On, on something like, okay, take something, let's break it right down. In terms of, because I know eye contact and engagement can be yes. quite a big thing. So in terms of if I'm refusing to make eye contact, how do you bridge that gap? How do you, is it a case of sort of engaging with sort of every micro change, like from yeah. well away to sort of maybe half looking at you? And how are you, for want of a better word, rewarding this? Mm -hmm. how, how do you mark that moment that makes them want to keep doing it again? Mm -hmm. So this is, yo, it's getting very technical, but yeah. sure. <laughs> There's a reason for that, which yeah. I'll come to in a minute. So, um, so we do kind of have the system, usually system would be a token system. So we're very, um, we use a lot of positive reinforcement, like encouragement and praises. Yeah. So um, let's say you have a sticker booklet of 10 stars. And then the way it works is you're right about, we just, you start really small. So if you kind of catch the moment of him like talking, uh, looking at you, so you give a star just so that you can establish this understanding. Oh, if I do look in its undesired behavior, and then if you finish that, you know, token system, you get a bit of tangible, and then eventually, like um, we, we graduate from tangibles with just pairing with with encouragement and praises, just so that you understand more of like, oh, very good that you're looking at me, and then 
but it, it can get a bit rigid in terms of like how yeah. long do you look at a person but we just kind of tap on the little basics of it, like <laughs> looking so, yeah you're doing successive approximations of a, of a certain behavior yes, right, at a certain level try to, to, catch to build up more. the intensity and yeah. then it moves up a level the, mm-hmm. the, the key I work with dogs so and it's without being quirky it's the same yes, kind of yes. thing when you're sort of counter conditioning a certain yes. behavior or trying something new I want to go from uh, like if I'm teaching a dog to roll over they might not do it some dogs brilliant just do it first time straight off the bat fantastic others mm-hmm. you've got to do certain levels you've got to lie down turn the head turn yeah, the head more exactly. and it's just building up the difference with the dog is well kind of a similar thing if they can't communicate to me what's rewarding what they want out of it I've got to find that out Dogs are generally easy because most it's of the time it's food, food. Yeah. or maybe a tennis ball or a tug mm-hmm. toy or something. Mm-hmm. So, but with an autistic child, how do you know that mm-hmm. those, do they give a shit about the stickers? Mo- the motivation. Yeah, what, so what's the motivation for me to look at you? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I can I'm answer well. that. To be fair, <laughs> to, to be fair we, yeah, we yeah. do have like, yeah. um, <laughs> a bit of like reinforcement. Uh, um, we, we do get, try to get more data on reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So what does the child want? What is his interest? So it can come from information from his parents or based from like a day that you meet him and just show him all different toys, yeah. different materials, different activities. See what lights him up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so sometimes it could Sorry, be. Sorry, did you say see what lights him up? Yeah. <laughs> Not sure that's the right expression. Well, yeah, I, I don't mean to... like you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Also, um, I'm, I'm jumping in as I always do. We're saying him a lot. Is autism? The main people that I know with autism have been male. Is it more male orientated? Yeah, actually. Oh, really? Damn yeah. it. Hashtag me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, ladies. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, always it's, moaning it's and groaning. That's a, uh, mate, that's... Have I made a good point? No, no, no. Mate, you've made two in the same podcast. I think we should mark the time. Have I really? Two? Yes. What was the other one? I've forgotten, but we'll listen back to the podcast. Oh, okay. It was a good question earlier. Yeah. yeah. That's a really interesting point. I didn't know that. Why is that? Expert? I'm not sure. What? But that's just always what we are told. To I would guess it's putting up with women. I think it's putting up with women, yeah. <laughs> it's probably getting paid more than women. Because they think in boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Men think in boxes. Do we? Women. <laughs> I've lived in a box. I'm not sure I've thought in a box. I've True. done something else in a box. I did, like, kind of... Because I heard this from like someone else. But, so men, they think within boxes, just focus on one thing at a time. Boobs. Have you met? Yeah. <laughs> Boobs. So, uh, sorry, that just... Boobs. I am so Ass sorry. Tits. If your mum's listening, I, I, I apologise. It just came out. Yeah, see? It just popped out. Boobs. Boobs. Tits. Ass, right? So you focus She's on one me. thing at a time. you me? Boobs, tits, ass. That's it. I'm <laughs> That's done. the hierarchy, isn't it? But... Depends which way you look at Well, boobs, tits, well... But that's kind Depends of if you're bluebird. So are we, yeah, are you a booby guy? <laughs> well, yeah. Are you okay, more of an ass guy or a boobs guy? I, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know that would be. Yeah, we should really be talking to our guests. Sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're in a box. <laughs> I do so, like getting in the box. Man, there <laughs> we go. See, <laughs> perfect example. They're very focused on just one topic at a time. But women, they're, they're gonna throw boobs on the table. <laughs> what do you expect? And I'd just like to point out for the listeners, she hasn't thrown her boobs literally on the table. Especially if Mum's <laughs> listening. Yeah. There's no okay, boobs out right now. We're in our box. So anyway, the point is, yes. <laughs> men think in boxes, just, you know, just different storage units. We focus on just one thing at a time. But women are like uh, handbags. So it's just a handbag, but there's so many things inside, like combs and makeup and books and a fridge, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on. 
not so, in my handbag, it's, it's a really hand. small. But yeah, but so it's If, you, if we cleared the table and said empty that, for the listeners, it's quite a small handbag. I guarantee if we said empty the contents onto this table, it would just flood everywhere. <laughs> no, but I think I, if I emptied the contents of my bag, it would do the same. Does that mean I'm a lady? No. <laughs> just weird? Yeah. Feminine? <laughs> no, but... I think yeah. I am a little bit feminine. I've got cookies in my bag. Oh, there we go. Always mm. prepared. So, yeah, that's... Mm, okay. Well, so somebody... somebody but, okay, so, that, so the reason why there's more... Ooh, uh, Sorry, autism, Back to boobs. <laughs> there we go. Where is it? Boobs. I'm not on boobs. I'm on autism, kids. <laughs> boobs. What? <laughs> Honestly, this is ridiculous. I don't really talk about she boobs. She started it. You did start it. So. Right. Let's, put, let's all put the boobs away. Sorry, boobs. My, my point, I think to my point to my question was um, the levels. Yeah. So we, we've talked about, you know, the rewarding. and the, It does very similar to what we've discussed. And if you do want to learn about dog training, you should listen yeah, to Yeah, it's conditioning, cast. really. Yeah. Uh, ABA therapy is more behavior-centered. So he, he d- did tap on a bit of it. So a bit of conditioning, starting small steps, and then eventually bridging it and generalizing it. But there's different levels of autism. Yes, there is. Um, and can people get... Sorry, and I, I, I don't know anything about autism in any way, shape or form. Um, does, can it get worse mm, in time? Okay. Or is it once you set at a level, that's the level you are? Mm-hmm. And also, can it get better? Mm-hmm. And also, is, I don't want to use the word, is there a cure? Because that sounds horrible. And I don't mean it like that. But, you know, is there light at the end of the tunnel for someone who does have autism? Mm-hmm. So there's three questions there. Go. <laughs> So there are different levels of autism. Um, some of the kids that do get assessed, uh, diagnosed this from, two, from starting from two years old, so they, they usually get assessed by a neurologist, a psychologist, or developmental pediatrician. It's a very um, in-depth process to doing it. And then um, uh, once you start therapy, they do try to check in with the uh, milestones and where he's at to so try to see if... Um, there's improvement, but really it's a case-to-case scenario. No kid is the same. Yeah. Um, some kids, it will take them years to even alter a sound still. Some kids, mm-hmm. even if they do have autism, it will just suddenly click to them. So in terms of job proficiency, there has been, um, you know, there are several jobs that children with autism have been able to do. So um, I'm not speaking for everybody, but there are some examples would be, you know, arranging things or organizing things supermarkets, cashier, um, there have been other high-functioning uh, kids with autism as well who, who do well in corporate jobs or other desk jobs. And it doesn't limit really, but we, we don't really have a cure really for it because it stays with you. Um, but it's more of finding ways how to be more productive. A productive Is it a case system. of finding, again, using the, the motivational factor again, finding a specific role or function that that individual is good with whether it is something like organizing a shelf in the supermarket yeah. or even if it's they just are amazing with numbers and, and mathematics and what have you and finding a specific role mm-hmm. the function level doesn't really matter it's just whatever motivates them and then creating the environment around them mm-hmm. to support that yeah so how i want to look at it is someone who doesn't you know lack things but you want to find the strengths more than the weaknesses yeah so um from what I remember, we try to see their interests and we kind of expand it more. Mm-hmm. So let's say the child really loves to swim, 
we we try to find ways for it to encourage to like I don't know free dry, diving in the future or become like a you know a scuba instructor. Okay. So some things like that. So I Not do. Not talking in the water. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to think it as finding something very functional for them in the future and just trying to prepare them for something. Of course, you can't really say it. Oh, you're going to be this kind of person yeah. in the future. But but for me, if I were the parent, I would you want. Open a pathway. Yeah, so I want them to be, you know, not just at home, yeah. helpless. I want them to be able to do things still in society and be able to engage the community. I'm still confused about what autism is, if I'm being blatantly honest. I have no idea. Is it, what in a very simple way mm -hmm. is autism? Mm -hmm. So, autism, they do have a lot of developmental delays, so it's more of like a cognitive thing. Um, it's not something you could physically see. If um if you do see someone with autism, it would be either you know there's a bit of awkwardness, social awkwardness, yeah. and um a lot of uh, rigidness to it. So um I, it's pretty interesting that some can't really hint on jokes. So if you do like kind of say a joke, sometimes they wouldn't understand why it's a joke. It's most of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most of our listeners. Yeah. My jokes. I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Wrong crowd to put that to. Yeah. <laughs> See, the problem is now is all I, th I think I'm autistic. Yeah, yeah everybody like, autistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're very like rigid and just yeah. rules. The, 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 the speech is fine. The, the everything is fine. It's just they're just socially awkward and. Um. So growing up as well, they would also have like it depends as well on the kid, but they would have like self stimulation, like like hand flapping or just you know staring into space or just lining up toys on their own, like, it's, uh, it's different. They're like quite disassociated from, from the typically, and also yeah. lacking in emotional context. Yeah, so, yeah, emotional context. You're they, good at this. They can't read emotions. He's a smart one, by the way. So, like, if you, there are programs that relate to even understanding emotions, so, like, cause and effect things. Like, if you touch the, the socket, you will get electrocuted. Some of them can't really understand, like, oh, if I get electrocuted, I'll feel pain. So it can be that literal. With emotions, so is there a chance for them to meet someone? Is there a chance to have a normal life, you know, from a, from a, a love point of view? Yeah. You know, is that, is that affected or is that... I think, yeah, th there are still people with autism that eventually, you know, find love and all that. But of course, it's different from a person to person. Um, yeah. But they do try to understand, you know, what anger is, happiness, love, and what it feels to be, you know, to be sad, what it means, what are the causes of it. So um, for some, like, it takes, you know, it, it, it takes a while to understand it. Yeah. That must be really tricky, huh? Well, when it comes to like a relationship, it's trickier even more because there's, there's two parties involved. Oh, sometimes three. That's a different story entirely. Is there three? Wow. But, yeah. <laughs> but I like that one. Got, if you've got someone um, with autism, oh, I want to ask you about Asperger's as well and where that's kind of... Uh, that's in, that's kind further, of further north. Spectrum, that's yeah. what hit the Titanic. Well, it? it's <laughs> kind of... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think let's go with that. Yeah, we'll just go with that. Exactly. So... Um, just stop. It's really damaging. Um, no, my point is going to be, what is your of, point? in terms of emotions and what have you, if you've got uh, an autistic person, yes, you may be able to reach a level where they understand or have an emotional connection with it. I understand what you mean about pain. I understand what you mean about love. I understand it. Might not necessarily feel it entirely. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm, if I'm with a partner, 
you're then in, it's also beholden to them to understand what they're dealing with as well. So you can't have a, a fully functioning relationship. It might be different to what we would ourselves either know, feel, or want, but it doesn't make it any less um, special. Thank you. Yeah. I also think it's something biological because humans are social creatures. Sure. I mean, during COVID, we all kind of died inside, not being able to see our family and friends. <laughs> well, there are exceptions to every rule. Oh, okay. I loved, <laughs> I loved lockdowns Just friends, so much. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it was also very freeing to be on your own, your own space. But I do think, like, Boobs. we always... Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. back in her box again. <laughs> oh dear. But you also just want to be with someone. Oh, I'm sorry, I know what a title of this podcast is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, yeah. That's an attention-grabbing yeah. statement. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. called clickbait, I believe. <laughs> clickbait. The there we go, clickbait. Um, you're being very professional, I love this. And we're being idiots, which I love even more. Um, what was my going to question? If you've got autism, do you know you've got it? Do, are they aware? Well, so you and good questions today. Because he's being a smart one too. I know it's it's no, really off-putting. There's, there's certain things really? talking about back catalog. Seriously, this is really off-putting. Because I don't know boobs. <laughs> we should mention boobs more often. I have I've had not much experience working with special boobs. needs kids or disabled kids. <laughs> I used to teach water sports, and I remember my first ever experience with was, was someone with Down syndrome, and I found it really nerve-wracking, and I hated every minute of it, and it scared me, really scared oh. me, and. He was just a very friend, and I can vividly remember it. it was in France, and it was in the, the resort bar. And he just came up to me, gave me a hug, and wanted to kiss and stuff. You know, not sexually kiss, just, you know, he just wanted to be affectionate. Down syndrome mm. kids are very affectionate. Yeah. And it, I, I freaked out. Yeah. And, 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 and ever since then, I've found it really difficult to work or to be around anyone with special needs. I find it really awkward. Let me jump in on that. But I know nothing about autism. And then I'll jump in a minute. And then I only got found out that even dyslexia, I, you know, yeah. I find that difficult myself because I, I have a small bit of dyslexia. But the, I find the autism thing, it, it really interests me because I, I love kids, obviously, and I feel really sad when I see one kid who's different yeah. and gets treated differently. And I just, I just don't know enough about autism. And if there is light at the end of the tunnel from can they have a perceived I it, normal I life? I find it fascinating from a mechanics and a behavioural point of view in terms of the... The challenge of, I use the word fixing very loosely, but the challenge of, of, of understanding it and working with that child to show them a different path and getting them more sort of on board, if you like. Mm -hmm. But I'm actually similar to, to you in that respect. When, <clears throat> when I was young at school, one of the things, we, we had various um, community projects that our school was involved in. So they'd take a bunch of kids and we'd go to this orphanage or we'd go to this, this hospital, what have you, to, just to sort of you know, help out and be a part of it, just to learn about it. And I remember going to one of the, and it was, the mental hospital back in Hong Kong in the 80s. Um, and they were just, just full of kids with serious special needs and, and issues, dare I say. Yeah. And it freaked me right out. Like just, it was just, the way we were in, introduced to it, for me looking back was wrong. It was just a case you get thrust in there that you're yeah. the super lucky expat brat kid on, you know, living in, in Hong Kong. You've got to give back to the community <laughs> and this is how you do it by helping these kids out. Off you go. Mm -hmm. You know, go play a game, go take it for a walk around the I, I and it was just freaking, freaking me out. So to that similar to you, it's just like, I had no idea. Yeah. Then how to engage, how to deal with that, what to expect. Yeah. But you just must have a heart of gold and you must have patience of a saint. Well, I do think we all have different kinds of patience. Yeah, so I, for me, it's patience with kids. Doctors have patience Dogs. with 
Oh, he has no patience Your with children. kids. I've got zero, <laughs> I don't have any patience with kids. I have zero patience with kids. Zero. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I have a lot of patience with Jay. Oh, there we go. See, you found it. <laughs> not sure you do. It, it's probably it's probably good that I have some. Where does that hatch go? Don't know, Russell. Russell, the podcast listener cannot just, see that hatch, <laughs> and I'm not doing any editing. Yeah. Back to Celine, please. <laughs> But yeah, it's a bit of a taboo, really, and I think there still needs to be more awareness to it because, like, for people that are that are not aware of it, they just tend to like kind of don't know how to deal with it, kind of just get weirded out a bit, which is you know normal because well, surrounded with typically me, different. Just to highlight that point, do you find it because you because you're working in the industry? Do you still find it now? Still, do you find it that it is kind of pushed to the side a little bit? Mm-hmm. For kids that have those special needs, mm, like in regards to like uh, within a within a functioning education system, there there are kids with with those special needs. Yeah. Do you find that is a bit more swept to the side um, or not dealt with quite? Yeah, I think there's still a bit of limits towards proper services for kids with special needs. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, in the states, it's a big demand to have ABA mm. therapy because they're more aware of it, I guess. And um, they go through insurance with it too. Um, for like in Thailand itself, there are some schools here that offer special needs services. Yeah, I heard me. of one. Yeah, I heard of one doing like this dog program, like where you read to the dog. And me. oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, so, tell us about that, Russell. Yeah. Oh. So I'll come back to that. But the the, the, the reason for asking, is and again, this is more of an age thing. And I don't, when you were at school, did you go to school? Well, well, I only went to school a few years ago, Russell. There you go. I remember it very well. Do you remember any kids with special needs? No. Right, and I remember from my school, um, they had a, and it was called the, the special unit, and it was that was for the kids that had those special needs. But of course, that's that's where you get pilloried for. Yeah, exactly. So you're not being part of functional society because you're in that. Okay, no, no, we had, we made the joke, and I will make this joke. But we, there was the special needs bus, and we used to call it the window licking bus. And it's a terrible joke because the Down syndrome kids, yeah, or the short, you called it the short bus. We used to call it the window because the kids were, which is terrible. But this was, but hilarious. Ten years ago. Ish, a few more. <laughs> not, yeah, not a lot of awareness yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've worked one of the schools who's one of my clients at the moment. They have one autistic kid in the school. Yeah. It's a very small school. It's only 30 kids. So it's very small. But that child does take a lot of attention and does disrupt the class quite often. And other kids don't understand what's going on. And they're just wondering why little Johnny, that's not his real name, by the way. I've kept it secret. <laughs> I don't know it. But little Johnny. <laughs> so it might be Johnny. <laughs> and if it is Johnny, I'm really sorry. Um, but little Johnny is disrupting everything and getting more attention. So, ha- what's your feelings about putting autistic kids within the normal classroom mm-hmm. environment? Mm-hmm. So, what we want to see is more of for them to transition to mainstream eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for the therapy part of it, um, we try to build on school skills sitting nicely in class, being able to, you know, follow instructions of the teacher is one of the specific things that we work on. Having attention, being, you know, properly listening. Um, and then eventually we kind of want to bridge them back to mainstream school because uh, we want to prepare them. Some would also do school shadowing. There's special cases like that. I did a bit of it here as well. Okay. So um, I would uh, sit in with the class as well and then just give more attention to the child I'm with and then kind of 
guide him more into, you know, properly paying attention in class and making sure he's working on his work, but not being too intrusive to yeah. like, you know, one plus one is two yeah. and stuff like that. But it, we want it to come from them. I knew it was. Yeah. Always told you. <laughs> always said that, always yeah. told you. Yeah. One plus one. Yeah. But really? having, having that support there, okay, yeah, you're not allowed to do the work for them, but it's more just it, it means the teacher can get on with you and the class yeah, of course. and not having mm-hmm. to redirect their attention to the child. Yeah. But then as a, as a, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, as a, as a, a child in that class, I'm seeing little Johnny well, how comes little Johnny's got a private teacher and little Johnny, when he mm-hmm. shouts and screams and kicks off... Which is fine. Which is... But as a kid, I don't understand why yeah. little Johnny's getting away with that. When If I Correct. even swear... But that's or, where... This is where the, the, the educators need to be yeah, educated the, into how to deal with that. And by bringing little Johnny into the room with an assistant teacher or what have you, yeah. it allows the, 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 the teachers to engage the class in, you know, this is the why, this is the what. And then so that teacher needs to explain to the class yeah. and yeah. hope they'll understand. And then that just becomes the norm. And then everyone's sort of involved. And you'll, you'll probably, and you probably know, you'll probably find there might be other kids that want to get involved to help. Yeah. So in terms of that transitioning period, I don't need you anymore. Yeah, I kind of so just fade away after a while. Yeah. But oh, I liked what you did then. Like yeah, a little moon. Yeah, yeah, Dance away. Bye, bye. I was about to sing Moana. Moana. But yeah, for kids, they do need a bit of knowledge with as well because, you know, Typically, developing kids will just be like, oh, why is he so weird? But as a teacher, their role is for him to understand, you know, they're still learning things. So you have to say, he has a a bit of special needs. You kind of have to help them out. So this is how we kind of have to be more progressive in terms of teaching and not just like, oh, don't mind him or whatever. Um, Before you ask your question, do you want to mention your reading with dogs? Oh, Oh, yeah. So the, the therapy dog program, I came across it when I was in the States years ago. And the idea for it was, um, it was specifically for either kids that are just a little bit behind for their age group, or they have some sort of special needs and what have you. Uh, and it's just to develop their reading skills. Mm-hmm. So, and if they were just not confident reading to a helper or a teacher or a person, if you sit them down with a dog, they just start reading and just start engaging because there's no there's no pressure. The dog's not going to say, oh, "Excuse me, you fucking mispronounced that." Dogs can't read. <laughs> Yeah. They just want the story. Yeah, absolutely. So the dog just sits there, sleep on the floor. The child can sit and just gently pet the dog and read their book, and, and away they go. So uh, and the way we use it here, it's, it is kind of open to, to all the kids. So, you know, if little Johnny, another little Johnny, you're doing really well in school this week, you know, your, your, your prize for next week is you can come to the, the reading dog program. So it's not, it's not a case of it's selected to the kids that really, really need it, although the kids that really do need it are obviously part of it. And if you'd like to have a therapy dog, then call Russell at Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com. Thank you. Next question, Russell. Um, <laughs> what sort of things have you got on your bucket list? Just to go from a complete yeah, tangent. Just, woo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, a lot of things, really. Um, I still want to do a lot of traveling. Any uh, particular places? I haven't been to Europe, actually. Um... And I've been keen to like checking out my other, well, like the company I work with now. So I want to see my colleagues in actual. <laughs> and they're in America, right? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I think we're a bit scattered. There's some in Ukraine, some in Canada, and the states. You do realize that Ukraine and Canada aren't in the states. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> but so we're a bit scattered. It's geographically scattered. Really good with special needs kids. It's a good geography. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see why you didn't Just take that subject. Just but yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's a, it's an interesting company because it's growing really quick. Okay. It has it has 
it's almost it's turning a, a year old on February, but we're already like three hundred in terms of staff. Cool. So well, we'll, I'll get the links off you, and we'll put them in the description. Do they have sorry? Do they have any dog programs? Um, uh, yeah, it's a genuine question, not as a no, not okay. at all. Just solely ABA therapy okay. for now. Yeah. yeah, dogs online. Not sure it's going to work, mate. <laughs> I would sign up for that. Yeah. Just no. watch the dog. I've seen a couple of uh, private sites with dogs online. Yeah. Oh, no, There's something completely different. Yeah. Something back to your travelling. <laughs> Segue back to your bucket list. What about any? Is there any things you want to do apart from travelling? Mm, yeah. Oh, let's see. Um, yeah. Lately, I've been into a bit of yoga. Well, I've been practicing for about two years now. Um, Which I, yoga um, do you do? Uh, I like the. Fun, active ones like vinyasa or ashtanga. I, I like to try different styles, really. It's something I do want to explore more. Um, yeah, so I'm very keen into trying d different things. Um, Fitness-related. I like writing. So um, I also like doing modeling sometimes. <laughs> but I, I, I do tend to focus a lot more on, like, I guess I'm becoming, like, an advocate for, like, autism, really. Just because there's I'm nothing in, wrong with that. Yeah, there's I'm nothing wrong with that. And you can put all those skills you've just mentioned. You can, like, you know, yoga for autism. I'd imagine yoga, doing yoga, would be a really good thing for the kids. Yeah, the meditation and mm. all that. Yeah. So, um, I am like uh, keen into visiting home again. There, just so you know, Philippines have like seven thousand one hundred no. Chicken outlets. Seven islands. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. So depends if it's high tide or low tide. Yeah. Is that how many you've got? Yeah. <laughs> My joke was chicken outlets, and I, I think they just got lost yeah, in just, the island. Yeah. No, my high tide, low tide joke's yeah, better. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so I, I have been traveling the Philippines for um, back then, and um, there's still a lot of places to explore, a lot of surfing spots and mountains to explore and climb. It's a very tropical country, and then I, like, I like nature a lot, so I guess that's why I'm in Phuket. I enjoy like, the beaches, how accessible it is, lots of mountains and scenery. Cute little town, lots of small little cafes. Yeah. And boobs. And boobs. <laughs> yeah. Fake or real? Oh, there's a lot of fakeness in Phuket. There's, there's a lot there's of plastic in Phuket. Yeah, there is a yeah, lot so of fakeness. <laughs> um, on that note yeah. of boobs. <laughs> if there was ever a good note to finish on. Um, thank you very much. This yeah, was thrown right. at you about, about three days, four days ago. <laughs> And you jumped at the chance. So we really appreciate that because Russ and I have never met you before. Yeah. And I was so a bit scared that you were going to steal my liver or something. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking at you no, when she said a, that. No, it, was it was one kidney. Was it was one kidney. Oh, okay. <laughs> Times are hard, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really trust people on the internet. Yeah. It's better than boobs. Yeah, I mean, to, actually, to be fair, like, we are in a sort of coffee shop that is sort of down a little dark alleyway, right? In, actually, in, I'm the one. In a you town picked, you picked this. <laughs> You picked this. Plotting this. Well, yeah. no, you did say either here or Cape Siena, but I, there's a reason I don't like going to Cape Siena. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Reminds me. Not a lot of oh, spot <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Matt. No. <laughs> Thank you very much for being our little podcast. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. My pleasure, too. It's You're been awesome. really fun. Thanks, Russell. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the outro. Which, funnily enough, is a Celine Dion reference because she did a song, which I think was a cover of It's All Coming Back it's to Me Now. It's not Celine, it's Selena. I know, but at the time, you said Celine. And I, I had I did call her Celine. You did, and I had a really good Dion reference lined up, and I thought, no, I'll let this slide, and now I'm glad I did because you're the one that looks like a dick and I don't. Mm, it's a bit harsh. Anyway, that was Selena Grace, who um, 
<laughs> who I stalked to get onto the podcast. <laughs> and she was incredibly graceful. Um, we should just point out, we are now recording this outro on the Monday. At the at Daily Dose. At the Daily Dose. Which um, does sound like a legalised... No, I probably shouldn't say that, actually. A legalised high. We surely put Yeah, that, that sort of thing. It's not fair promoting someone's business saying it's a legalised high when no, I'm but sure... No, you do it as that, you probably get a lot more people coming I'm up. I'm sure that the Daily Dose <laughs> do not do anything illegal whatsoever. No. Allegedly. It is a very funky, very cool little cafe here in Boat Avenue. Anyway, though. we're not here to promote them. We're here to promote But if they want to register, uh, register, if they want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Be nice. Could do with some money. <laughs> They're open um, from 9 till 12. Selena Grace. <laughs> so let me tell the story to the listener. So Selena Grace. I Maybe you shouldn't. No? No. No. I re- no, okay, no. Anyway. I know the story. I really wouldn't. She was really into We'd never met her before. Never. Uh, young, beautiful young lady. 27. Who met us down a dark uh, alley? Who met us down a dark alley? <laughs> Luckily, we didn't go down her dark Genu- alley because that would be completely different. Down a dark we alley. Genuinely met her down a dark alley, and um, yeah, it was a, it was an experience. I liked her though. She was. Do you know what I liked about it? Is she is a young kid. I say that she's not a young kid. She's twenty seven, but she managed to walk in there, sit with us two idiots straight away, and just completely just go with it, which I thought was really impressive. She wasn't nervous. She wasn't. You know, she just walked in, rocked up. That yeah, we'll give this a go. Yeah. So that was cool, and. Very smart young lady. Very. Great story. Very, yeah, I mean, she, and she clearly knows her stuff. Absolutely. Um, clearly has a passion for it. Yeah. Um, and no, it was, it was good fun having a chat with her. And, and again, from without being sort of quirky, I know I've sort of brought the dogs in as is my want, but there is a, a lot of crossover between sort of child psychology and, and canine psychology. I and also in terms of using dogs for the benefit of um, kids that do have special needs is, 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 is growing. And I'm not going to delete my... I, um, I was impressed because I actually do think, impressed is probably the wrong word, but I do think there was a, a huge coloration, cor- coloration, thank you, hmm? between what you do. Coloration is what you do with, it, you know, with crayons. Is it? Yeah. I'm good at that. <laughs> um, there's a huge coloration between um, the Sea of the Atlantic and the Sea of the Pacific because they're both blue. Yeah. But I think Pacific's because it's large will be a darker blue. Anyway, there is a correlation between the dog psychology that you do and the child psychology that she does with special needs. So I think that was a, a, a valid point. But no, she's smart and she's cool and she is beautiful and she's going to go far. And um, yeah, anyone looking, let me know. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. Bless her. I'm a little bit smitten by her, I think. She's she, tall as well. Well, on the basis that but she's forget a her she, looks and a she. She's a she is a smart cookie, and she did uh, know everything about uh, on everything. On the basis that she's a she, you're smitten. Very true. Mm. I'm very true. And we got Rob Peters this week, so I won't be so smitten there. <laughs> I don't think. Anyway, that was Selena Grace, uh, a Filipino who um, is here to help with special needs yeah. kids. Self-described black sheep of the family. Is that what she self-described herself as? Well, I, I think I've added the black sheep bit, but she sort of described herself Don't as the one racist, that, Russell. <laughs> the one that sort of, you know, flew the nest. Mm. Well, there we go. Right. Um, if you've got a dog that needs training or if you want your dog to go and spend some precious time at a beautiful place. Resort. A resort. There you go. Then go to Canine Point Academy. Yep. Listen to Barkcast. It's out every Thursday. It is Just indeed. go to caninepointacademy.com and you can find it there or go to... And don't forget, I'm not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if we've mentioned this before, we've got a beach club. Have you got a beach club? We do, yeah. Not me and you personally, Not me course. and you personally, you, but me up you at personally Point. Me personally a, on my own. Russell's got his own beach club because he's so cool. <laughs> oh, Kenny Rogers has just driven past. <laughs> you gotta know where you're going. <laughs> know where home to. Is that <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Rogers? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Did he do Gambler. Islands in the yes. Sun as well? Islands in the stream with, um, oh, yeah, with Dolly. It. Yeah. 
Because we're Dolly. islands in a stream. That is what that we are. Is, I never got understood the lyrics to that. Anyway, well, this is the outro, and we shouldn't be waffling on. Uh, make sure you go and like us and follow us on all the social media. That is um, Phuket Podcast or Jada Shark and Friends and Russell, or just go to PhuketPodcast.com. There you go. Thanks for listening. Give us a rating on your favourite. At favorite. least five stars. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be lovely. Six would be preferable. Can you do six? No. It's a shame, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Nice. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bye. Bye.